Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love and break it down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. On today's FitBite, we'll be looking at the different ways to tan and apply color to leather. Whether it's on a jacket or your favorite pair of loafers, there are a ton of different methods to choose from, each with its own characteristics, advantages, and disadvantages. On today's FitBite, we'll be running you through the six most common methods. That way you have a better idea which is going to be the right option for you, whether you're a consumer or a leather goods designer. Contrary to popular belief, we don't actually get the finished leather directly from the animal. There's actually a process that we have to do in between, which is known as tanning. Tanning is the process by which we turn the skin of the animal that we source into the leather that we actually know and we can wear and we can turn into finished leather goods. This treatment actually involves the process of taking and stabilizing the protein structure of the skin, which ends up preventing bacteria, putrefaction, and possible coloration of the skin. And all of this turns the animal skin from the raw skin into the leather that we can actually use in the finished goods. The first and one of the most common options for tanning skin and turning it into leather is known as vegetable tanning. This process actually involves taking the tannins from the leaves and the barks of plants and having them bind to the collagen that's found in the skin or the hide of the animal. Here, the process usually takes between 40 to 60 days to complete and it's typically considered one of the more sustainable options when it comes to the tanning world. This is because it creates a more waterable, soluble solution and one that actually creates a process that's more resistant to the effects of bacteria. So all of these are major pluses in the benefit of vegetable tanning. Next up on our list is chrome tanning of leather. Here, this process is also known as wet blue and chrome tanning is one of the most common tanning methods that we see, typically because of how fast and cost efficient it is. This process uses a solution of chemicals, acids, and salts, and the process can actually be finished from start to finish in a single day. This process is incredibly fast and much quicker than vegetable tanning. Also, you have a ton of color options available and you can dye these really bright and vibrant colors with chrome tanning. Third up on our list is going to be Latigo tanning of leather. Here, this process is typically known as semi-vegetable tanning typically because it also combines the vegetable tanning processes and the chrome tanning processes. This type of tanning is usually applied to heavier weight hides, usually things like cow hides. Here, we actually start off with the chrome tanning method and then we move into vegetable tanning. Latigo tan leathers are usually much more durable and pliable than other types of leathers, which is a major plus in its favor. Fourth up on our list is going to be aldehyde tan leather. This type of tanning is typically referred to as wet white. Aldehyde tanning is usually used for the interiors of automobiles, especially if you have a leather interior, or for the creation of infants' shoes. This process involves the usage of glutaraldehyde or oxazolidine. These compounds are then added to the tans or the hides of the skins to turn them from skins into leathers. Number five on our list is going to be oil tanned leather. Oil tanning usually uses fish oils and other initial vegetable tanning processes that turn the skin from skin into leather and usually the oil content in this process makes the leather extremely pliable and extremely soft. Because of this, 
we typically see oil tanning as a very popular tanning method when it comes to shoemaking. Last but not least on our list is going to be the rawhide process. Rawhides are actually made by soaking the skin in lime and stretching it out before it completely dries off. Because of the stiffness and brittleness of rawhides, these rawhides can be cut into cords and then actually made into shoelaces. Well, that is a wrap on this video, guys. By now, you should have a much better understanding of the six most common tanning methods for turning animal skin into finished leather that you can use in goods. We'll do a quick recap. The six common methods that we discussed were vegetable tanning, chrome tanning, latigo tanning, aldehyde tanning, oil tanning, and the finished rawhide. By now, you should also be able to identify these out in public when you see another leather good and should have a better idea of how each of these items is going to perform. Guys, if you enjoyed this FitBite, consider subscribing to our podcast, whether you're listening on Apple Music or you're listening to Spotify. You can consider tuning in every week for new FitBite. Guarantee we won't let you guys down. We put out content every week and have done so consistently for the last two years. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this FitBite. Until next episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.